Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Um, I just want to welcome everybody uh, gathering today from our locations and from here, obviously in Tamworth. Uh, this is Vision Sunday, so it's a little bit different to a normal Sunday if you're visiting with us for the very first time. Uh, and so just, you know, as we get started, I just want to pause and make a quick mention of last year because we're the kind of church that seems to just keep moving on, keep rolling forward. And, you know, in, in Bendemir last year, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, they ran uh, the food bank that they run in that local community. It's like a supermarket for those in need. And uh, they ran that, helping so many people across their community in Armadale in the middle of a pandemic. Um, the buildings there being transformed and uh, the kids' facilities, the foyers, the auditorium was already done. Uh, some old flats there, as you guys know, that have been removed. And now the front is open and looks fantastic. Um, in Bendemir, we launched a church, which is amazing. It's great to have the Bendemir guys um, uh, linking today or whatever. We're doing Vision Sunday there. And so many great things. And then, of course, in Gunnedah, we're right there, guys. We're right there. We're about to open a building there that's been hard at work right across the last year. And so we're excited about all that's been going on. And even here in Tamworth, um, you know, we replaced the roof next door while we had it shut down and had a window uh, to stop it from turning into the flood uh, because the thing would flood. We'd have pots and pans everywhere. And I won't go into that. Great work. But you know, more than that, there's thousands of stories across, like thousands of stories across our church from last year of the little things that people do, the little things that nobody sees, the generosity, the prayer, the sitting with people in pain and in the moments of joy. And the, I was mentioning in the 8.30 service that, um, you know, just the little things that people have done right across the year. It's miraculous. And we should remember the church is just an amazing, amazing work of God and group of people. And so we thank God for all that he's done. So welcome to everyone today. Good to have you here in the room. Let's get into to this. Let me pray as we do. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this moment in time. And uh, I just pray that you would rally the hearts of people, Lord, to whatever it is you're doing in their lives and through your church today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, you know, I think the, we stand an important moment in time. There, there, there are important days ahead for us. Uh, if you're a person of faith or if you are part of Jesus' church, there are some important days ahead of us now. You know, in the last two years, a lot's happened, hasn't it? And, and a lot's happening. A, a lot has shifted and a lot is still, still shifting. There's a lot going on. And, and, and I've never lived through a time like we're living through. In fact, as it relates to the church of Jesus, um, these are unprecedented days in my lifetime. And some of you, I, I don't know what you know about the Bible, but, but there are many people who would look at what's going on right now and say, oh, these are the last days because I see that this is a fall away generation in the church. And that may be true. Actually, the data in the last 12 months in COVID says that might be true. We've never been here before. I'm not convinced that it is true. 
And even if it is true, I'm not convinced that Jesus is finished yet. In fact, I'm certain that he's got a plan for his church and for people well beyond it. Jesus, God holds back the return of his son, Jesus, because he wants none to perish. So he's not done yet. But it's important to understand that we live in unprecedented times, at least in my lifetime. And that's been going on a little while now. Unprecedented times, shifting times. There's a lot going on. And so with that in mind, I want us to think this morning, because I think we stand in between what has been and at the dawn of what's to come. I think God's got a great plan for what he's doing next to do. I don't think it's clear yet. Uh, I think we're still there in the in-between. And what will be is going to look different to what has been. It already is, but, but, it, but it's changing. The times are changing generally. I don't know if you take note, but I get excited, not if you lost your business, when I drive down main streets of towns and there's a few empty stores and I'm sad about that, but I say to Brian, look, look at the empty stores. The main streets of towns are going to look different, I think, in the future. I wonder what they're going to look like. As the, and the church is the same. Things are shifting and have shifted and will shift. But in the midst of that, we stand in a moment and I want us to think about that. Brian and I were thinking this year, you know, we're not sure we'll do Vision Sunday. We're not sure that we'll, we'll certainly have something clear to say. And then it just struck us both. And it comes from this scripture. I want you to listen to me. This is how we're going to frame our year. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. Be on your guard. Some versions it says, be alert. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Uh, uh, this year, for us as a church, it's all about standing firm. Stand firm. For us as a church, it's all about stand firm this year. We want to we see you, we want to see our church, we want to see a people and a church, that Jesus Church, standing firm. Standing firm refuses to be moved. It, re, it resists um, it resists the pull of anything else. It just determines that it's going to hold its ground, that it's going to dig in, that it's going to stand its ground in, in, in readiness for whatever it is God's doing next. Stand firm. And the Bible's full of stand firm statements, especially in moments where God's people are being shaken. It's just full of them. And I'm telling you, this is a moment, this is a moment, hear me, I believe this is a moment in Time. This period we're in right now is a stand firm period for God's people and for Jesus' church. Are you with me? It's a stand firm moment in time. And the reality is that some people through the whole COVID thing, they're just, they've just stand firmer than ever. They're like more solid now than when they began. Their devotion goes deeper. They're standing firm on God's word. They're gathering with God's people. They're all about God's purpose. They're building their lives. They're building their households. They're building their future on that. And then there are other people who have drifted. Maybe you're one. Maybe the person next to you is one. I don't know. But this is not a time for drift. If you're a person of faith, now is not a time to drift. Because I've seen enough people to drift to know that the drifted wake up in a place they never saw coming. Trust me, 
it'll come to you. Your life can prosper financially and it can still come to you. You, 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 can, you can find the perfect partner and it can still come to you. You can land the perfect job and drift in your faith. will find you in a, waking up in a place one day where just it's not working. And there's more than that. Because when the Bible talks about stand firm, it's often pointing to eternity. And I want to point us there today. Because this life's short. This life's going to pass. This life's going quick. I remember when some of the kids on the front row were little babies. I remember when some of you were younger. Someone in the prime of their life. I recognize that soon I'm going to start to get older. Time is moving. Stand firm. There's a day to stand firm. And so, so there's so many scriptures about it. I love this in 1 Corinthians. It talks about standing firm. If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, that's for all the standing firm. And in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, um, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. If you're a believer, hear me today. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Give yourself always fully to the work of the Lord. Hear me again, brothers and sisters. Hear the word of the Holy Spirit today. Let stand firm. Let nothing move you. Give yourself always, underline it, always fully to the work of the Lord. Brothers and sisters. In Armidale, in Gunnedah, in Gyra, in Bendemir, in Port Macquarie, in Tamworth. Did I miss anybody? Always stand firm. Are you standing firm today? Is anything moving you today? Has anything moved you? I tell you, this is a day to stand firm. This is a day to live strong in your faith. This is a time to determine I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm standing my ground. I'm standing on God's word. I'm going to trust his Holy Spirit. I'm going to recommit my life to Jesus in a powerful way that stands firm, unshakable, unmovable as we move into the God-appointed future for your life, for his church, and for a eternity. If ever there was a day in my lifetime where the church of Jesus need to stand firm, I tell you, we are standing in it in this very minute. Stand firm. So in a moment, Bron's going to come and she's going to talk about how we as a church are going to stand firm and how your life can be underpinned to stand firm this year. It's not rocket science. It's actually so doable. You can end this year stronger than you've ever been we can finish this year stronger than we've ever been as a church. As we go there, I just want to mention two things. Number one, number one is that uh, this year we are officially launching a church in Port Macquarie. Uh, we've, had a, we've had a LinkedIn group there. I don't know what you know, like a connect group that link in. And, uh, but this year we've just met with them. We've just finalized everything. And so we're launching a church in Port Macquarie. And uh, by the end of the year, it'll be running, you know, church in a location and all that kind of thing, and that's happening. You think, well, does, are you trying to build an empire, Darren? No, we're not. Actually, Port Macquarie is one of the fastest growing places in New South Wales and underrepresented in churches like ours. We know that's statistically true. Then we've got a group of people there. And of course, we've got people who want to financially help us build there. There's a whole lot of forces at play. And so this year, we start to get serious, or not just start to get serious. We're launching a church in Port Macquarie. That's number one. Number two, if, you've ever, if you have never had a chance, walk into that back room at my right. And you will see an incredible studio. It's pretty cool, actually. Well, maybe I'm just like it, but it's, it's amazing. And uh, have a look in there. That's where we pre-record our church services online. 
But you know, we've never, our intent, the reason you've got the pre-roll, if any of you watch it, it's completely country, unapologetically regional and rural. It's for a reason. And the reason we created that um, unapologetically country and rural is because our online um, streaming service, we've always said it's going to turn into a church. So we want to build an online church that reaches where we can't reach and disciples people where we can't disciple, where we can't go, where we can't get to, maybe where there's not a modern contemporary church. And so this year, you'll see a pastor in that space. You'll see discipleship online. You'll see online training, online discipleship, online pastoring, um, digital, all sorts of things. I won't go in it because I can't remember what Bron's going to say in this moment, and I'll reveal something. So that's coming. They're the two things. Online, our online service will become an online church, and Port Macquarie is launching as of today. Bronwyn, Hillary, Bunnell. All right. I just got to set myself up. So can you just talk to the person next to you about what standing firm looks like for you? <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. Oh, chords, hey? Good fun. Um, hello, everyone. I asked Lockie to come back up and turn the TV on, and he said, oh, mum, please, can you do it? So that's me doing that. That's not me, though. That's my husband. And uh, so I'm going to um, just talk about things that we already know, but things that we're going to be concentrating on this year. Go, gather, grow. Some of you have heard that before, go, gather, grow. And, um, and it's very exciting because we have some firm outcomes that we would love to see happen this year. Daz won't get off the screen. Story of my life. <laughs> Just joking, Darren. Um, all right. We'll just see how we go, hey? That's me. Hey. Okay. So first of all, we're going to go this year. And, uh, and just to um, go, gather, grow. We are going to go. And there are three, three ways that we're going to go this year. We're going to live a life of love. That scripture that Daz just read out says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. Do everything with love. So this year, maybe this is just your first step, that you begin to live a life of love, of radical and unprecedented love in your life, where the people at work that are around you begin to go, something has changed in that person as you begin to respond to them in love, as you begin to outwork a life of love, a life of love for the people around you. Just love, just like the payment for blind dogs everywhere. What? There's no such thing as blind dogs. What? Okay, focus. Um, <laughs> a long time ago, young people, there was an ad for blind people who need dogs. And when asked what they got paid, it was just love. Okay? Context, now you've got it and uh, you completely understand. We're going to love, all right? We're going to love this year. And secondly, not only that, we're going to have courageous God conversations. Courageous God conversations. Not only are we going to love people, but people are going to know why we're loving them. Because it's going to be as natural as, as Mick Cook talking about the car that he just bought. And it's going to be as natural as Mikey Barlow talking about fishing. And it's going to be as natural as Fritzy talking about haircuts. And as natural as Earl talking about bass playing. That we're going to be having courageous God conversations where, you know, at the start, right, it takes courage. Anyone remember that, where it began to take courage for you to mention that you were a Christian, that you believed in Jesus, that you were a follower of Jesus Christ. Initially, that took courage. 
and some of you are still there, where you're yet to take that step. And when people ask you what you did on the weekend, you always breeze past Sunday morning, but you're going to start to tell people, I went to church on Sunday. And they're going to ask you questions about that. And you're going to rise up in, in, in you know, that uh, the feeling in your heart. But that courageous God conversation is eventually going to become a comfortable God conversation for you. And not only that, we're going to move forward and resource you in a way to have easy gospel conversations. Easy gospel conversations. We surveyed the church a little while ago and said, why is it if you don't, that you don't share your faith? And the vast majority of people said as their first reason was, I just don't know what to say. Well, in some part, you know what? That's on us. We need to equip you to have those God conversations and those easy gospel explanations. We need to be able to show you how and what to say, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And we need to be able to do that, have easy gospel explanations. How great that you would be able to articulate it, not in the way that I did when I was asked when I first started at the credit union here in Tamworth. It was a big change for Daz and I. We moved to Tamworth and I knew that right from the outset, I needed to begin to speak out what I believed and who I was because in Cowra, I was like about 13 different people to 13 different things and, and it depended on what, which environment you encountered me as to which bron you got. So I was like, Tamworth, line in the sand, we're here for Jesus and right from the start, I'm gonna talk about Jesus. So I started work, line in the sand, and someone says to me, so what do you guys believe, Bron? I went, well, um, we don't really believe much like the Catholics. We believe a little bit more like the Baptists, and we're a bit like the Anglicans, but maybe a little bit livelier. And the person just looked at me like, what on earth are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, i got some work to do. Easy gospel explanations. We want to equip you to be able to articulate what it means to follow Jesus Christ and why it matters. At the end of the year, imagine if only 50% of this gathered room just felt so equipped to be able to tell why Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins in a way that was completely natural and normal. Now, you can't control how people respond to that. You can only control what you speak out. So we want to equip you to have easy gospel explanations. Secondly, gather, gather. We're going to go, gather, grow. Temple and table. That was the pattern of the New Testament. They gathered in the temple and they gathered around tables in homes. We're always going to pursue better in the temple, as it were, in the house of God, as it were, even though we are the house of God. We're going to pursue how to equip you better on Sundays, um, how, to, how to make it something that you can invite to. That's all great. But where it boils down is around the table. Last night we went to the Misikos household and we had souvlaki. If you're fasting, I'm really sorry. But it was delicious. <laughs> and, uh, and we enjoyed fellowship around the table. Marcos and Harry played us some songs. We learned about Arias and, and Pentelis's culture back home. It was a time of fellowship that was you know, we prayed together. We gave thanks for the food. We prayed at the end. It was a beautiful time. And that is what Christianity is about. It's not about turning up on Sunday and then going home. It's about gathering around the tables together and, and having hospitality. Now, I know that some of you work in places that necessarily your um, home is a sanctuary and you, you don't feel that you can open it like that. Well, we do live in a different time and a different culture. That's, that's okay. So figure out a different way to do hospitality. Go to the park and share a picnic blanket. Take somebody out for coffee. Whatever it looks like. You're not a night person? Great. Have breakfast with somebody. And let's work out how to do hospitality. Let's bring back old-fashioned hospitality where we have lunches at, on Sunday after church. Anybody say amen? 
<laughs> Anyone mean it? Okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm just thinking about how would I get meat on before church and then be back in time? It's possible. Okay, grow, grow you, grow others. At the moment, we've got 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've got prayer meetings Monday to Saturday, 6.30 to 7 a.m. And it's amazing to see that happening. That's here in Tamworth and right in all our locations, we've got different expressions of that. We've got access to 21 days of devotions that people are doing together on new version or separately in their own homes on paper. We've got prayer points that come out every day. I don't think that's a food problem. There's plenty of food there. It's a hunger thing. Will we access it? Will we munch on it? Will we chew it over? And so what we want to do is to provide access to spiritual growth campaigns, one every term. Currently, it's prayer and fasting. We've got Midweek Connect uh, that has resource about prayer. We want to go deeper into prayer this term. And next term, we'll do a book. And the term after that, we'll do a topic. And the term after that, we'll do a book. And we'll keep that going where we'll have devotions and prayer points and, and ways to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for you to go deeper in the Word and to understand more about Christ. But it depends on our hunger to how we're going to access that. But then we want to turn around and grow others. We want to grow others. Um, I mentioned before Sue Budden. She's just been meeting with someone. She said to them at the start of the year, hey, do you just want to meet together and go deeper into the Word of God? And so they've just been meeting together and just having spiritual conversations and opening the Bible together. Now, I, I FaceTime a friend. Um, last year it was Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning. No, no. Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night. On Monday afternoons, we'd pray prayers of adoration on Tuesday mornings before we both went to work, we'd confess to each other and then pray for each other that we might be healed. On Tuesday afternoons, we'd give thanks and we'd present our request to God. Now this year, I can't do that. What you, what, I don't have that kind of time to pray. No, I'm just going to pray all together. We'll do it all together on Tuesday afternoons. But it's just a way to grow together, a way to grow together. <laughs> There's a beautiful woman in this church who's given me her every week, um, a, a morning of her week just to help me grow. And so as we look at it, how can you grow others? Um, we, there's something coming to you that might resource you here in the room and, and your pastors locally will resource you on how to do that as well elsewhere. Grow others. We're going to look to grow others. Uh, okay, so just summing up, go online and in the room, we're going to have training to equip us for a life of love, courageous God conversations and easy gospel explanations. We're going to gather in the temple and around the table. We're going to grow Grow you so you'll have access to resources and we'll grow others. And the thing that I didn't mention, we'll have discipleship on demand so that when you bring your friend to church and they commit their lives to Jesus Christ, that you'll be able to pull out your phones together when you're having coffee and access the foundations of your faith by the end of this year and take them through that. And, um, and so if you feel like, I don't know how I would help someone, it'll be right there at your fingertips. Go, gather and grow. Uh, Churches everywhere, you're right to go to your location and your local pastor is going to take you through uh, what it looks like in your location and the outworking of this vision. But we're going to continue in here talking about T-Town, otherwise known as Tam Vegas, otherwise known as Tamworth, where with the regional and rural expression started, can I get a yee-haw? <laughs> so natural. Okay, well, we're a church, as you would know, of generations. We're a church of generations. And um, we're a brilliant church of generations. I love our generations. I think baby Hamish might be the youngest in the room, closely followed by Scarlett, who's asleep in Daz's office. 
Um, if anyone is younger than baby Hamish, just let me know right now. Okay, and all the way up to whoever the oldest person in the room is. Does anyone want to claim it? Bob reckons he is. How old are you, Bob? 71. Anyone older than 71? Oh, yes. Tell me, Ken. 77. Anyone? 77, 77, 77. <laughs> Bob wants to be older than 77. Oh, who have we got? Who have we got? 84. Take that, Ross. <laughs> We're so grateful that you can be here with us today. From Perth? Well, welcome, welcome. They let you out of the <laughs> generations. We're so grateful. All the way from baby Hamish and baby Scarlett to dear Ruth's mum. <laughs> So sorry. Okay. Um, so we've got a great church of generations. You can show up here. Um, sometimes I got asked to come and help with tech, which that in itself was hilarious. Uh, but the young hearts were gathered in the foyer because they were going to watch a movie. That foyer was chockers with the people who are young hearts. Uh, that's the, the, you know, kind of retirees slash older people in our congregation that come and get together. It was chockers. That's an army of young hearts who, who love the church, who are mature in their faith, who love each other and love community, who when we're setting up Christmas trees, they say, yeah, we'll come down and we'll help with that because we've got some time. And not only do they help in every way, they believe like crazy in the next generation and they cheer them on and they say, you guys go further than us. You guys go farther than us. You guys stand on our shoulders. We've won things hard won, but, but you go for it. We want to make it easier for you. And so we love our young hearts. Can we honour them here today. We love them so much. And then obviously we've got generations that filter down from there. But I just wanted to mention, because we have at the moment what I would call and what Daz and I would call a next-gen opportunity. Um, when we were at, uh, in the days of Blue Cross, if anyone remembers, um, nostalgia. Uh-huh. Um, we were in the days of Blue Cross and Daz and I had little kids. It was a time when, you know, I had Katie, I, I birthed her on the Sunday and the next Sunday was um, in church leading worship because that's what had to happen. And, um, and it was a great time. It was an exciting time. It was a crazy time. Um, you know, Ruth had to look after our kids because they were usually dressed but never fed or had shoes on their feet. And so it was it was nuts. If you bring kids to this church and you feel like they're nuts, you've got nothing on us, so all is good. But we didn't realise. We began to grow with young families. We, we had this unique opportunity that we didn't even realise was a unique opportunity. We just thought that this is how what happened. But as we got older and as we moved buildings and it wasn't quite the same um, setup, because back at Blue Cross there was this yard that backed onto the car park and, and Grant and Gwen Harvey came and said, is there any way that we can help? And we said, you know what, we really need a fence. And so they put up a fence there and the kids could run amok in that yard and it was incredible. Um, and it was a safe place for them to play. Then we got over here and it, it didn't quite have the same setup. And, and, and we got older and our kids got older and we realised, oh, wow, we're not growing with young families anymore. It's, it's changed. But we actually stand in a place where we're back there. We've got a bunch of young families. We've got a bunch of people and leaders in this church who have young children. And so we, won't, we don't want to miss this unique opportunity again. To that end... Um, we're going to fence out the front again. Worked last time. We're sure it'll work again. And so, um, so we're going to fence out the front to create a safe space for children to play. We're going to bring the playground from out the back because 
If you know, we've tried so hard to get people out the back, but it's just not a natural flow. It just doesn't, the, the, there's a couple of families that go out there and I love you and I appreciate you, um, but you're going to love it because it'll be out the front and so much easier. We're going to bring the playground out the front. We're going to fence across the front. We'll open up all the side for car parking. So even factoring in disabled car parks and everything, we don't lose a single car park, um, which is exciting. And we'll, we'll make some shade and, and it'll be great for kids. Um, the great news is that that is actually, we had a donor come last week and say, we've got this money. Um, have you got a project that we can put to it towards? And it's paid for. So we praise God for that. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is, is that last year, like Dad said, we had to replace the roof next door. And um, every time it rained, there would be a flood of noaic proportions and all the kids would kind of float up to the roof and... Um, <laughs> No, actually, it was horrendous. Like, Trish and, and Renee, if they were in their office, would be grabbing pots and pans and buckets and trying to stem the leaks. And if the youth were in there, they had to quickly mop up spills so that it didn't slip over. And the, the creche had leaks in it, so there was all mould under the softfall. And um, a few kids died. It was really bad. Um, <laughs> no, that's not appropriate. Um, so, so... We had to replace the roof. While COVID was happening, we're in lockdown. We had cranes and, and you might have noticed in here, um, there were kids for a couple of weeks and, and it was replaced. It cost 150 grand. And praise God, because of the faithfulness of the people here, we had it. We, we, we didn't need to borrow. We didn't need to dip back into our mortgage to do that. We were able to pay for it. Now we're severely depleted, so please keep giving. Um, but we, it's, it's so exciting. But we need to replenish that. That's there for a bunch of things that we need to have there required legally um, and have provision for. And so when Catalyst Sunday comes, we'll be looking to replenish that as well. But we're not only coming to Catalyst Sunday with, hey, let's replenish the savings, but let's take a full-scale view and picture of what's going to happen next door. We don't know what's going to happen next door. We want you to pray for what could happen next door. It could be a long daycare centre. It could be a preschool. It could be a drop-in community centre in the afternoon for people to be tutored in their homework. All we know is that we want next door to reach the next generation. We want next door to see the renewal of the next generation. You might be in here and thinking, what is next door? That building is actually ours as well. If you don't have kids, you might not realise, but, but it's a fantastic facility. It needs work. It needs a refresh. But we know that it needs to see the renewal of the next generation. Um, my grandparents, everyone or most people in their generation went to church. My parents, everyone or most people in their generation went to Sunday school. My generation, everyone or most people went to scripture. I used to wag year five scripture by going to the toilets because I didn't enjoy it, but I, I was meant to go. Everyone was meant to go to scripture unless you had a note to opt out from your parents. Now you need a note to opt into scripture and so the trajectory of our society seems to be going in a direction that we need to arrest. And as a church of Jesus Christ, we need to stand in the gap and pray with everything we have and make plans and ask God to bless them to see the renewal of the next generation. You know, it's, this is our watch now, church. We need to get involved. And so to that end, I'm going to ask for our amazing kids pastor. You have not seen her for a while. Candy Tyndall, one of the bravest women we know. 
And uh, she's going to share with us vision around Kids Church. Good morning, everyone. It's so nice to be here. But I want to let you know what is happening next door right now is not babysitting. We are seeding the renewal of the next generation. And so we just wanted to share our hopes and dreams for how our kids are going to stand firm when they are raising up and when they are older and when they are taking on the church and the leadership here. We're so excited because our restrictions have eased, so we're back in our kids' room and back using our venue to its full capacity, and we are super excited. So in our creche room, we've seen that our kids are growing older. Little Sarah Matheson is nearly in school. And so to that end, our team are really enthusiastic about adding some more Bible content into our creche rooms this year. So whether they're doing songs or whether they're doing colouring in, it's building firm faith foundations. These kids are getting core memories of church as a place that is safe, a place where they belong and a place where they can grow. All right, so in our K-6 room, we are really excited. They have so much fun. It is amazing what you guys invest into our kids' church. We've got an air hockey table. We have got a car game. We have got a skate ramp, which I try and keep the kids off, but sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> um, so I just want to thank you guys because the roof was a really important first step because then we can build on that and we can develop even more for our K-6 kids. So our kids have fun and they want to come here. Later on in the year, we've got plans for a preteen hang zone. So even our year six kids who are a little bit leaning out are going to be engaged again. We want these guys building strong friendships. It's been exciting for me to see as my kids are getting older, they're making friends outside of school on a Sunday, but it's moving beyond that. And they're connecting with these kids beyond Sunday. And these kids are the ones who will help them stand firm. The older they get, the more the peers are influencing them, the more social media and the world is influencing them. So if we can get them to build strong, firm faith foundations with their friends on a Sunday, how great is that going to be? So what we do is we do fun when we come in. We do um, craft. So it depends what your kid's age is and where they're up to. We've got something to cater for everyone. So we've got colouring in. We've got activity sheets. We've got pre-teen Bible studies for those who are in year six. So whatever it looks like, we're going to meet your needs of your kids. We've also got leaders who are completely invested. So one story was just last week I walked in. Um, and again, I'll use my son and I promise I won't cry. Um, but just the way that he was looking up and his little eyes were lighted up. He was engaging. He was super pleased to be there. He was connecting with his leaders. He was connecting with his little friends. And so how great is that? That is setting him up for a firm foundation. The older he gets, the more he's with his friends who are also following Jesus. That's only going to be great, right? So we've got momentum, we've got a great facility and we want to go out in the community and show them what it's all about. So this year we're excited that we are going to be running more outreach events every term at the start of the term. So these kids are going to be inviting their friends to come in. So not only have they got their friends on a Sunday who are Christians, but their friends on the soccer field, their friends at Scouts. We're hoping that these guys are going to become Christians. So wherever they go, they're going to spread the light of Jesus, but they're also going to be surrounded by amazing Christian friends to go on the journey with. Okay, so that's all from me. I wanted to just bring up Luke. What we do in Kids Church matters. We want to raise up the guys, not just when they're in Kids Church, but for the next journey. And so we've got junior leaders in year six who are already serving, and most all of them who I've talked to are now on team. We had about eight graduates a few weeks ago. So not only are they serving on team, but they're also at youth, and they're telling me how amazing it is and how they wish they'd come sooner. And so I'm just so excited for Luke to tell us what's next. Thanks, Candy. And um, before I get into it, I do just want to quickly take a moment. We have a, a church value that is to re relentlessly pursue better. And uh, every time we come to Vision Sunday, we hear uh, from our senior pastors that they dreamed up, innovated, created vision to relentlessly pursue better. But I love that it's not from a heart of being the best. 
It's out of a heart from our senior pastors for us as the church to reach our God-given potential. It's our senior pastors are leading us, taking to us a place where we can access everything that God has for our lives. So I want to thank you so much for every year creating, dreaming, visioning uh, for us to, to access everything that God has for our lives. And so youth, uh, this year we have um, already an incredible year um, shaping up. We have Planet Boom Conference, which uh, my wife and I, Sarah, the youth pastors here, uh, we're so excited for. There's youth ministries all across the state that are coming together and there's resources, time, energy and, and prayer that is going into this event because we believe it's going to be a pivotal moment where young people have an incredible atmosphere to encounter God and um, it be a pivotal moment in their lives. Um, so we're excited for that coming up. Um, in our, our youth week to week, we have consistent worship this year, multiple times through each term to, again, create an atmosphere where people can hear from God and, and, and encounter God for themselves. And we also have a whole heap of young new leaders like Seth and, and, and Taylor and a whole heap of young guys that have jumped on board. And our, our youth team is an incredibly strong place. We've had two very large youth weeks the last two weeks. And when we had those numbers last year, our leaders felt it. But so far, we haven't. It's been incredible because we have young, passionate guys that are an awesome team ready to roll. So Sarah and I are so excited for this year to achieve two things. One, we want to develop strong relationships. Where two or three are gathered, God is near. So we want to create relationship between our youth so that as we come together, we come together with a united cause to get around God's word. God is there. God is moving in and through our youth. There's a Bible verse, James 4, verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. On a side note, I love that he draws near to us because he needs to, right? We can't reach him. It's not draw near to him and you reach him. He will draw near to you. And so what we want to do is we want to create relationships between our leaders and our students so that our students are exposed, exposed to our leaders' lives and see firsthand that as our leaders draw near to God and pursue him, that they witness firsthand God drawing near to our leaders. And as they witness that, they then will choose that for their own lives. And they have that experience that as they pursue God, and as they draw near to God, that God draws near to them. And I love that, um, that Bible verse in 1 Corinthians, that as, um, as our leaders are on, God, on guard, standing firm in their faith, being courageous and being strong in their worlds, and doing everything with love. That's what, what as they pursue God through that, that, that becomes the testimony of our youth ministry. And so I just wanted to encourage us before I end, um, two things. One, if there's a young person in your life, can you, can you prioritize youth and connect? Uh, I thank my parents, honestly, I thank my parents so often that they prioritized youth and connect in my life and made sure I was there. And the impact that it had in my life and the, the amount that that shaped my life is why I do what I do. Uh, I, I want to encourage you to, to prioritize it. We have connect groups fortnightly at David and Gay's Moors and uh, we have youth on Friday nights and it's all shaped to create these relationships and expose your kid to people pursuing God. It's going to build up their lives. So I want to encourage you to, to let them be a part of it and not just for their lives. Youth is going to, it's going to build and equip your young person, but I wanted to share real quick with the time I have remaining. There's a young fella at youth, and his name's Mav, and he's, he's got a bit of a hectic home life. And um, 
as he's coming every, every week to youth, uh, sorry, <laughs> a little emotional. As he comes week to week to youth, hearing about pursuing God and trying to live out, make good decisions and build up his life. Uh, I remember cleaning after youth one night and I went to my office and I found a merit award from Maverick, a behavior award. And I love that youth was the place for him that he wanted us to be proud. Youth the place that he brings his merit award to, to show, hey, I'm making good life decisions. And so I want to encourage you, if you're a young person, you're here in church, that they can become part of something on a Friday night that's special, that's bringing hope and love to people out in our world who don't have this as part of their life. So not only are their life going to be built, being a part of youth and our youth connect, but they're going to be a part of something that's so much bigger than themselves, bringing hope and love to the young people in our community. Is that cool? All right, so I'm going to hand to Linnea, oh, Bronnie, Pastor Bronnie as we keep going. I want to reiterate um, what Luke said there about Connect. Connect, if you're unaware, is our midweek um, Bible study that we do together. And, and this year it's at, um, for youth, it's at David and Gay Moores uh, in East Hamworth. And, and they've opened their home to create a space for young people to be discipled. So speak to Luke about that, um, if that's something that you would love your young person to be a part of because uh, it is going to be fantastic. Okay, I'm going to ask us to um, come to our feet and Mike and Linnea. Um, Linnea is our 10 a.m. service pastor and they're going to pray for the vision today. So can we engage with them and pray as well? That we can hear the vision for this year. Um, it's, it's really exciting, but they're words without God, right? They're just us saying things without God. So right now, we're going to commit that to God. Doesn't Bron already have through prayer? But right now, we as a church, we're going to go, yeah, we agree with that. And we're on board for that. And we're going to ask God to have His way in that. So let's pray. Mighty God, I just thank You that, that God, You have such great plans for Your church. Not for just this church, but for Your church. And we just pray right now, God, that as You've spoken through the leaders in this church, that God, God, you, you would put your hand on that vision and that we would see it be executed this year. Yes. I pray that we would take ownership of this vision and we'd go, yes, God, we're going to be your hands and feet. I just pray for the young kids in this church, God. I pray as Candy and the team teach and lead these young people that, God, you would just um, impact their lives, that, God, they would be growing up as uh, young women and men of God, that they would really go out into their schools on onto their soccer fields and that they would carry your love and grace in those spaces, that people would be impacted by these young kids, that adults would give their lives to God because they would see the love and grace that they have carried from the church and from these people teaching them. God, I just thank you for the youth. I thank you, God, for what you do in the lives of these youth on a Friday night and further in the week through the leaders and through the connect groups. God, we just pray and lift them up before you. God, it is harder to be a young person in this generation than I believe ever before. The challenges that they face, the challenges that they go through, the depression, the suicide, things like that that they're facing. God, we just pray right now, this new year, as we launch in, that God, you would just have your hand over the youth team and over the youth. Um, and God, that you would really make a change in the generations this year. I pray that you would just really make an impact in that youth. I pray that we as the church would look at how we can get involved that this room, we would think about how we can be a part of the next generation coming through and being a part of their growth and their journey. 
God, we just pray for all the young adults. Thank you, Lord, for your young people. We pray for courage and boldness, God, that you would give these young adults places, Lord, to connect into knowing more about you here, Lord. We pray, God, that you would just birth businesses, God, that would be kingdom-minded. Give them kingdom identity where they feel lost or unsure, God. We pray, God, for dreams to just be fulfilled, God, that you would just be pouring out vision over them, God. We pray, God, for hope over them, Lord, where whatever the world is saying, God, that they would just be silenced, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just allow for there to just be so many relationships, God, relationships that would happen. Mighty God, we also pray just for eyes to see that, that what cannot be seen. We pray for faith to be built in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you in advance for what you'll do. God, we pray for the impossible to become possible. And Lord, we just also pray for just every generation in between that and for our young hearts, God. Thank you, God. You are not done with them. You You are not done with them, God. Thank you for what they have done and will continue to do. Lord, we pray that you would give them good health. Give them placement within our church, God. Seen and unseen, it doesn't matter, Lord, but for the kingdom of of Jesus Christ to be hoped to be had in them, Lord. We pray for you to give them people to mentor and guide. Give our older generations dreams, God. Things that they said, oh, it's too late. Lord, would you allow for dreams and visions to be had in them, God, that you are not done. And we thank you, Lord, for this church. We thank you for each campus, campus that we don't even know yet, God. We surrender it all to you and ask that you would have your way. We pray, Lord, that you would allow for there to be an immovable hope that as Daz and Bron said, we will stand firm, trusting that you had said in your word that the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. So we believe that. We stand before you today saying, God, have your way in us. Have your way in us. Use us, Lord. Help us to just be open to what you would do. Give us willing hearts, God. We thank you for that, Lord. Let there be salvations, God. Relationship, discipleship as everything we talked about and go and gather and grow. Would you put your hand upon it and anything that we haven't even spoken about yet and anything that we have planned, Lord, that maybe doesn't go to plan, God, we trust you. We say we trust you. And as a people, as we go out in our communities, God, as we just feel, hey, maybe we're just normal people, God, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, that we would know that we stand in authority of Jesus Christ and that we would just be able to speak, mountains would move in Jesus' name because you say it. We thank you for for the boldness of our senior pastors, God. Put your hand above them, Lord. Protect them. Protect their marriage, Lord. Would you continue to have them just have vision to go forth, Lord? Give them people to surround them and love them, God. We pray just for the continued work of things that they don't even know, Lord. Help us to release them, God, and to push them forward. We thank you in advance, God, that this is your doing that you get all the glory and credit for all of this, Lord. We thank you in advance for what you will do. We love you. We need you. We need you. And God, I just pray for those who need mental health restoration this year, generational things to break off in Jesus' name. People would step into this year, 2020, for all that you have, no matter what's going on, who cares about COVID, we're moving on, Lord. Help us to just step forward into what you have, that we would believe no matter what's happening, 
good is to be had because your word says that you work everything for the good. So we thank you that no matter what we did yesterday, that today and this year is a new year. Thank you that you're a God that does new things, that you speak new things. Help us to be people that actually listen. We trust you, Lord. We love you. You're the best. We need you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right. Let's take a moment. It's a different Sunday. You know, usually we really preach the word. Um, but it's a different Sunday. We're taking the vision. We're making it plain so that those that hear it might run with it. But we just want to take a moment to reflect. It's been a weird couple of years. Just as we listen to Chrissy and Harry play, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to do what He needs to in us. that over the last little while that you've actually been in a bit of drift that as Daz says you stop being serious or you're not serious or whatever it looks like and you need to get serious today you need to draw a line in the sand today about your faith and say Jesus I've decided to follow you though none go with me yet still I'll follow or maybe today you just want to say yes Lord here I am send me whatever you want to do Lord then I'm just going to ask with old-fashioned older call if you just want to come on down the front. We're just going to pray generally. Chrissy's going to sing. We're just going to give some time here. If you're like, here I am, drawing a line in the sand, just opening up the front here, you can come and stand down the front. trying to fill an altar we don't even try 
This is about, I know that something is, some people's hearts here is beating fast. And you might be eight, you might be 23, and you might be 80. But your heart is beating fast. And you know, you know, I've been to altar calls like this where I just knew, I just knew I had to make a statement, just like baptism, just like wedding vows. I just needed to, this between you and God. I'm not trying to pressure anyone forward. I'm trying to go, those of you who know that you should respond. We're going to just sing for a moment more and Bron's going to pray. But I want you to come. I want you to come right now. Be bold before God. Make a stand. He meets you. He meets you at where He calls you to. He meets you at where He calls you to. If your heart is beating, there's a reason for it. God's trying to get to you. He's up to something. So Chris, let's sing. Let's have the whole room sing. Let's lift our voices. Let's bring faith. Let's, come on. Come on. I know, I know for sure God is stirring people. That's right, Ross. Hey again. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.